Welcome to Getting Curious. I'm Jonathan Van Ness, and every week I sit down for a gorgeous conversation with a brilliant expert to learn all about something that makes me curious. On today's episode, I'm joined by Amanda Seals, where I ask her, how do you make me lull so hard? Welcome to Getting Curious. This is Jonathan Venice. This is such an exciting reunion. We literally have a guest that I have chills on my triceps to welcome. We have Amanda Seals, who is a comedian, an actress, a writer, a producer, and more. But I have to say, we have a lot of ground to cover today uh, because we have a lot of mutual loves and yeah. things that we yeah. have to get to. You just moved into a new house and we were just talking about it on the zoom and i hate that you guys can't see it but i'll just verbally describe it for you we are get, well at least according to my computer and how i receive light i am getting this like lavendery pink wall that is so pretty and i love i think you're in your office maybe in this green nature right outside this window oh oh i mean she was just saying that she was just like, oh, I feel like I should be, you know, three looking like the, you know, the whatever can't sign your R was like in me feels like it should be done. And he's like, I don't know. It's already so pretty. It's everything. And then also Amanda mentioned that she has a theater room in her house, but then she said she did away with that. But I was like, oh my God, good job on having a house. And there's a theater room in it. And then she was like, but I did away with that. I'm going to tell you why. And that's what happened. So I didn't know this was going to be a entry point, but I'm rolling with it. People want to know, oh. me, why did you get rid of it? <laughs> I got rid of it because we basically have a living room, but we didn't have like a family room. And I, you know, I don't think I ever conceptualized the difference until like it was in my own space. And the living room in this house is very much like, it's a living room. It's a sitting room. Like it, and my partner was like, I just don't feel like we should have a TV in here. Like it just feels like very serene. And so I was like, you know what? You're right. But if we don't have a TV in here, like we are TV people, like we mm. gather on the couch and we watch TV. It's like your cuddly, cute den TV room. That's what it's going to be. This is the first time I've ever bought a house. The process is bananas. And also just let me just tell you guys some things. If you're buying a house, some things to look for that they will fucking not tell you because um, you get an inspection done. But the inspection is really just to make sure that everything works and is not dangerous and nothing's leaking. Ultimately, that's really what the inspection is. They're not like going to tell you if things are done. Mm, like they'll tell you if something's done up to code, but they're not going to tell you like, is this doing, is this like the best it could be? So for instance, like our air conditioners, like yeah, our air conditioners are working, but if I had known before, I would have said, you need to replace this air conditioner here that's 10 years old uh, and that that is on its last leg. Uh, yes, we have water filter systems in three sinks, okay? I love that. Erin Markovich, you better. She told us we had to on this podcast. So yes, I love you. you did that for yes. yourself. Yeah. So it's like, okay, awesome. And the woman who's like selling us this house is like, oh my goodness, you know, it has a water filtration system, blah, blah, blah. Not the, not the listing agent, but the seller. And then come to find out, like my partner was like, I just feel like the water is like tasting weird. And I'm like, okay. He's like, well, let me just see. Uh, let me just call the people. So the, the, the water filtration people come and they're like, listen, like it's not like your water is poisoned or anything, but they have not replaced these filters since uh. they got them, since they got them four years ago. 
So like, that's something that I feel like if I had known, I would have said, you need to replace the filters on the water filtration system. And some people are probably listening right now and are like, you dumb bitch. How did you not know that? But I just, it's no, so, the process is, there's, I, it, it, it's, there's so, it's so overwhelming that you just don't, you don't think about everything. Like there's so many things to think about. And it's also happening so fast, you know? So then they have like a sprinkler system in the backyard, but the sprinkler system is not like working the way it's supposed to. So this house has been a journey. Um, and I am learning a lot. I'm, I've just been humbled many times. I was humbled by our patio umbrella the other day. Oh. <laughs> I've, I've been humbled by our roofs. I've been humbled by ceilings. I've been humbled by some ladders. I've been humbled <sighs> by some some cave-ins. I, I always thought that I would never be in a position to like be a homeowner till I was like, what, I just never saw it. So I just, I just am saying I'm yes. sympathetic to this. I'm like, it was, this is what I thought I wanted to be successful for so that I could do. Uh-huh. And I'm not complaining because it's fierce. Like I love it. These, However, yeah. it, I, mean, I have chills on my triceps just thinking about the stress because it's like, Literally. you know, you put all this stuff into it. And then I think about not to keep bringing up Aaron Brockovich with that movie is like mostly why I am who I am in, in a lot of ways, not in really? some ways, but in, other, well, in my drama, I feel like I'm very, I want to give a snappy retort, not in terms. <laughs> of like being a good, good person. I just, uh, you know, but so when she says, you know, she's like, this is my time away from my kids. And if that's not personal, I don't know what is. And I feel like that's a lot of times what work is, you know, you're doing all this yes. so you can like help your family and like provide for your cats and like for your husband and your stuff. And it's like, that's personal when you can't be, or, you know, so it's, it's a lot to, to, to build this. Okay, wait. So I love that. I love that. That was our entry moment. I first n- knew of who you were from Insecure. That was my first introduction. Then I was like, wait, she's genius. Because this is Gay of Thrones era. Like 2016. Yeah, yeah, yeah 2016. Yeah. Okay. You are a comedian. You're a brilliant stand-up comedian. You also are someone who has your Thank own you. podcast. You have Small Doses, which we love. You also have your book, Small yes. Doses, which we love, which people should yes. read. Um, what has been... Because you're like really a full multi-hyphenate. You can't help it that you're doing all these things and you're very sought after and, you know, this is what you're doing. So what are the, what is like the thing that creatively, I know that it's comedian because I feel like I follow you and you're like, I'm a comedian first. But what are the other things that you're like, oh, this is really fun. And I just really am like into this thing right now or just generally all over. I'm really liking the process of creating and developing shows. So I have this partnership with Buna Murray who created like Real World and they created uh, Project Runway and the Kardashians. And so, <laughs> so we have this residency where basically I create shows and I work with them to like put packages behind that. And then we go out and sell them. And so it's very fortunate for me because I have like all the ideas, but I didn't have the infrastructure to do that. Right. And so they have the infrastructure, but they didn't have necessarily like a voice like mine, particularly like a black woman voice. And so we work together and now I'm getting the opportunity to take things that were just like ideas that I would like to do eventually, possibly, perhaps someday, one day. And now I'm able to work with a company that can actually build them out into real products that can be, you know, 
put to the marketplace. And so that was something I was very like tenuous about doing. And I also just was very kind of like protective of my art spirit. Like, okay, do I really want to take this out to the, to the marketplace? Because what if no one buys anything? And I haven't sold anything yet, but at least just the, the process of doing the full makeup of something has, has been something I never got to do. Like I just, I was kind of denied that I denied myself that because I really kind of talked myself into thinking I wasn't at the level of the people in Hollywood who were selling shows. Mm. I talked myself into thinking that I didn't have the temperament or like the disposition to be a part of this business in this way. And to the point where I almost literally just talked myself out of this town. I was just like, I just, I'm going to quit. I don't really want to be a part of this. When was that? That was, I mean, October of last year. I was just like, I'm good. I don't want to do this anymore. This is trash. Um, that was and a big year. 2020 was... <laughs> 2020 uh. and 2019 were very... Like 2019 was like the year that I kind of like, quote unquote, made it. But then simultaneously, there was like all these downsides to that that I had not anticipated. And it really was like a gut blow. And it really made me like really genuinely question like, okay, do you still want to keep going? Because you're an overachiever. If you keep going, you will achieve. Um, if, but, but, but now, you know, these are the things that come along with the achieving in this space. So do you still want to do that? Or do you want to switch gears? And I basically just kind of came through the other side of feeling that way. And I went through like a, like a little trauma experience. And I just kind of came out the other side of all that saying like, Oh yeah, no, I actually do want to do this. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And, and I also had a lot of, like, I did a lot of work of like rebuilding my confidence and like recentering why I would want to do this. And ultimately it literally came down to like, well, I have really good ideas. And as long as I get to do them with good people, then I should be okay. So just focus on that. Whereas I know a lot of people who like, it doesn't matter who they're doing it with, as long as they're going to get a check and the opportunity. But at this point, like my thesis is like, if it's not fun money, I don't want it. And I know that that is incredibly privileged point to be at. And I have worked very hard to get to this place. And if at some point I am not in this place, so be it. But that's where I'm at right now. Oh, and you got to be present, you know, so <laughs> that's, you know, you got to be present. I just had an intrusive thought of one of my favorite posts of yours of all time of all of the whole of Instagram. Like I'm talking like Instagram in totality. Yes. You have one of my favorite posts ever because I, <laughs> for the first time in my life, I was like, oh, someone does that. Thing I do, which is when you're like, it's like, and someone leaves a comment, but then other people <laughs> like it. I got time today. Block. I had before I saw that song or before I heard that song. I was like, I was like, I I did that really pretty frequently. Like if someone left something really gnarly, I'd be like, the fuck. You're going down too. Like, and so this person like said this it. black shit and you liked it? Fuck you too. Yeah. I'm blocking. <laughs> Block. I have sat there and blocked like 35 people in a sitting. <laughs> and, and you know what? And I'm kind of lying because I don't know that I had time to do it, but I made time. I made time. 
So how did you get such a genius idea to make this song? And I feel like this was like in the midst of the pandemic. And as someone who is, I mean, what I was just, I should have written this before, but I guess I thought I knew everything there was to know. But then like MTV VJ didn't know. I knew they had a master's degree in African-American studies. I knew this from Columbia because I was like, you can't, you're, I mean, the way that you process in your brain and the things that I've, you, I knew, you know, you gotta be a genius and have oh, had. Thank I'm you. I'm sorry, but you like, you have all that. <laughs> and, and so I feel like we, I also, I mean, when I met you in real life for Gay of Thrones, like, we had to break down so much in that episode. So Listen. you do have an uncanny ability to break down a lot of information quickly and not that many people can go toe to toe with me in the series of Gay of Thrones. And you actually, oh, you you really like, you know, I was like, I was almost like worn out. I was like, this, she's so funny. She's like, this is so good. It was so good. That was a fucking wild episode. I can't even remember what the exact episode was, but I do remember that there were many we had a lot. things. A lot. Many things. Like it was, and, and in that season, there wasn't many, a lot of things. I think that was like the, it was a first or second episode of that season. And for whatever reason in that season, that episode was lit. There was a lot to cover. But we have something very similar about us. We obsess about things we like. That's what it seems like. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We become experts. Like, it's not enough to like Game of Thrones. No. We have to... Well, there needs to be a whole show. We need to break the whole... We need like, Well, you know, it's actually kind of shameful for me about your fandom of um, Game of Thrones compared to if we were, like, comparing. Not that it's a comparison, but, like, I actually didn't understand anything about it. At first, like when we very first started the first season of it, like Aaron, who you remember, the director was like, yeah, have you seen this show? And I was like, I, we were actually pitching a different show. You're going to die at this story. We were pitching it like a little news recap show in like 2015, like back in the day, kind of in that style um, of like rapidness. And and they were like, oh, well, how did Gay of Thrones start? And I was like, oh, well, we were in the salon. And then Aaron was like, are you watching this crazy show? And I was like, oh my God, yes, honey. And then, she, you know, that little boy had a sash, honey. She was uh, angry this. And then I was, and but then I realized I was recapping Sparta. That, that other like medieval show, like it wasn't. Yes, so I yes, actually, the Roman. I, I had never seen Game of Thrones when I started recapping it. But then by, because we started on season three and then at, at the end of season three, I was like, I'm obsessed. This is like the most amazing show obsessed. I've ever seen. And then I got obsessed and then we took it like way more seriously, but it did no, take I, us a whole season to get like. I got it. I didn't get into Game of Thrones until season two. First, first season of Game of Thrones, I was like, I don't know what you people are watching. This is just like a lot of white people just doing some bullshit. But then my homeboy was like, like there's dragons and i was like i'm sorry what and <laughs> he was like i i know that i've been trying to get you to watch this show um and i just finished the season there are dragons like good and CG i was like dragons well, yes and i was like well now we're talking about something different because I'm a geek. So once you, in, like when things like that enter the conversation, I'm like, now this is different. You Before it was just white people doing weird shit, but now there's dragons. So that that ups the ante. It's a yeah. whole other thing. But wait, that song that I'm obsessed with, what's the first, what's the, do you remember the first sentence of that song? I don't know why I'm having, it was like. People leave a comment. Yes. Because okay. it's not some bullshit. Yes. Other people like it. Because they on bullshit too. But I got time today. Block. I got time today. I'm breast. Yes. Are you hating that skin today? I got time today. Yes. I love that. So you're just like minding your own business. 
sitting on the couch and then like that tune comes into your head and you're like, I'm going to have to, how do you get, how do you do your comedy? How do you get inspired? I don't. Instagram has basically become this just very voyeuristic element to shit that I would have been doing if it wasn't here. Like there's, there's literally times where I'm doing something. I'm like, I guess I I could put that on Instagram. It's not the other way around. It's not like, what can I put on Instagram? Let me Uh, think of a song. It's like, I'm sitting by myself. Like people leave a comment. Mm. And it's on some book. Cause I'm erasing. Cause I'm blocking people. And I'm like, Oh, this is a song. Let me do this. Like I have a whole song that I put on iTunes called Niggas Got Me Fucked Up. And that came because somebody DM'd me, somebody texted me a dick pic and their number wasn't in my phone. And I was like, who the fuck, why the fuck, how the fuck are you sending this to me? And he was like, oh, wrong number. And I was like- Well, I have an important question as a queer person who's obsessed with dicks. Okay. Um. Was it like a nice dick or no, was it like, a, oh, there's no such thing as a cisgendered heterosexual woman. We do not like dicks. Typically, we do not like dicks that are not solicited, even if it's like if it was like really pretty and then it was in your phone because you're like, oh, my God, well, what if we like hooked up like 10 years and I just forgot about it? But like if because you would prefer like a face like, like, hey, Amanda, I miss you. You're like, so yes, I would like a body. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I also deliver. I think because I was like brought up in my 20s as like a very like, you know, cis gay man. I don't know why, but like if someone shows me a picture of their dick, I'm like so flattered. I'm just like, oh my God, thank you. It was like so nice. Uh, I'm gonna- like, put that away. Dicks aren't sexy to me. That's because I also feel like when you're not allowed to like be obsessed with dicks when you're obsessed with dick, whereas like I feel like, you know, ladies like guys are just shoving dicks in their fuck, just, you know, grabbing their dicks, 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 dicks. Whereas when you want dicks, but you're deprived of dicks, you're just like thirsty for dick for like a long time, you know, and I I really was dick deprived for such a long time when I really just was so thirsty. I just was like, oh, I need like an eggplant sausage pie and I couldn't get one anywhere I looked. But so anyway... But so he texted and then you're like, fuck off. And then what happened? Well, then he but was like, it was the wrong number. And I'm like, how are you sending a dick pic to a wrong number? Like, how is that even possible? Because that means you're sending it to someone whose number is not in your phone. And then what happened? And, how, and, 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 and I was like... Did he and, respond? And, um, so he... So I asked my followers, I was like, this person is... He hit me back and was like, oh, like, basically like calm the fuck down you know like you need to get over it da, da, da. and i was like oh so then i hit every I, I told my followers on instagram i was like check this out someone just sent me an unsolicited dick pic can you all please send him pictures of birth because i want you to ruin vaginas for him <laughs> and i and i like put his number and so people literally sent him pictures of babies like coming out of the birth. <laughs> like like coming out of the birth canal like and he texted me he was like you bitch I was like you got me fucked up you got me fucked up not today not the one and I just like put that on my Instagram and it went viral like millions millions like people in my DMs like Chance the Rapper was like you need to make a song you need to make that a song I was like really? Yes. Okay. Are we going to get into it? Like, and you can purchase it on iTunes. But what about like, um, do we need to, should you 
not to like tell you to do stuff because you're like a creative person who has like a very full plate, but like maybe you should, Amanda, just start like, do we just like, it's like a little notes folder on your phone. You get the tune, you get the jingle, you maybe write. I feel like, are you the new like gorgeous black lord? You know, I, I had a whole, so I had a whole music career. I've put out four independent albums where I'm singing and I'm rapping and I have music videos and like, this was a whole thing like studio all. Yeah. Like I had a whole career as a recording artist. What was about to happen with Hollywood actually did happen with music where the business was making me hate music. And the notion of not liking music is, was like, unconscionable to me but at a certain point and I had told Janelle Janelle Monae is always just like I can't believe this story but it's true I was at this Janelle Monae show I was with Q-Tip I remember and Janelle Monae was performing and I just like started crying and he was like are you okay and I was like oh I'm never gonna make it in music because I'm not anywhere close to this level of musically talented. And I'm just, but it was like, and it's not, it wasn't even necessarily about Janelle, but it was like, something just came through me that let me know this isn't, this isn't your path. And, you know, for some people, they would take that as like, oh, you're doubting yourself, but I don't doubt myself. So if I feel that. That's my intuition. (laughs) That's my intuition. Do you know who I am? I can do a fucking two and a half twisting fucking backflip from like a standing on my fucking trampoline. Don't tell me about my fucking intuition, okay? I know my intuition. Like people will say like, Amanda, you're a dream killer. And it's like, I'm not a dream killer. I'm I'm like a super real realist. So like if someone tells me something that's their dream and it doesn't make any fucking sense and you ask for my advice, I'm going to be honest. I'm not going to be a prick. But I'm going to be like as honest with you. I can attest to this with you because when we first met on Game of Thrones, I had just met this guy and he was like really, really hot. But then it went way, really, way too fast. And then we went on this like one really long date. But I felt like he was like too boyfriendy already. And then he like just ghosted me and stopped talking. You were like, well, it was like too much of like a long established thing in like one day. Because we had this like brunch that went to this thing that went to this thing. And the next thing I knew, we were like, then like that one Thursday that we hung out after the brunch, it was like I came to his house. He was already in like his, you know, the gym short outfit. And we like watched Family Guy and then he fucked me and he was asleep by like 9.30. And I was like, we're an old married couple and it's been two days. And then you were like, that was, and, and you're like, it's probably, and I was like, is he going to be about it again? And you're like, not if he hasn't called you for like nine days since, since we, and it's, you know, and you hit him up through this not. And I was like, oh, oh, but you were really sweet about it, but it was good. But it, honey, it, it was really good. It's but release. It releases you. It liberates you. Yeah. Let me say something. My homeboy had a, had a van. He got this van and he was like, I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a mobile studio. And I was like, what, how does that work? And he was like, well, you know, cause everybody's like, this is like in, in like the early two thousands, he's like, you know, cause everybody's trying to rap now and, you know, because of independent labels, everybody can. So, you know, I'll be able to like, just go to people's hoods and they can just get in the van and record. And I was like, so there'll be equipment in this van. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, so you're going to bring a van full of expensive recording equipment to the hood, to the hoods that you are not from. And he was like, I mean, okay. And I was like, <laughs> so I was like, so, okay. I said, secondly, how is it going to be soundproofed? So you're going to proof the whole van, but then are, like just out of, if we're speaking in generalities, I feel like your clientele are black men and height might be an issue. So are they sitting in the van 
Like, like, do they get, and then where's the engineer sitting? And like, he hadn't thought of any of this through. And he was like, yo, you killing my dream. I was like, I'm walking through the dream with you. It's like, we're walking through a home and you're (laughs) like, I want to build this, this, this. And I'm just letting you know that like, you want to build what would need a five bedroom home, but you're trying to do that in like a one bedroom trailer. And it's not realistic. And he was like mad at me for like a week. And then he was like, so I decided what I'm going to do with the van. And I said, what? He's like, I'm going to start a moving company. <sighs> Here we are fucking 15 years later. He has multiple trucks and a whole fucking moving company that has sustained him even when he moved to a whole other coast. So if you have people who are in your life who are realists, even though they may be, it may feel caustic, it may feel abrasive, oftentimes what they're telling you is coming with the best of intentions. I don't mean people who are stank. Some people think they're realists and really they're just mean. And that's not the thing. But it's like, I definitely feel like a lot of times we underestimate, we underappreciate the people in our lives who are like that. My mom is a realist. She stank too. But, <laughs> but, but there have been times where She's just kept it 100. And I was like, Rah! but then after I was like, damn it, she nailed it. Okay, since so you brought up your mom, who's the cutest little BB meme? Yeah, now ever. that she's retired. Now that she's oh. retired, yeah, she's the cutest ever. Well, you know how Instagram is. We a lot of times show people like the best of you. Know, what, <laughs> so, you know, I just, for me, she's just, but that post and the fact that you literally paid her house off before you got your house it literally just choked me up that post is the sweetest thing of all time and then when she was like are you recording this and you're like yes I, 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 come on did that just i have chills on my thighs from talking about it was that like one of your like that has to be like your top three like right like top three like career moments or posts or like life moments or like really? just life no, because that was not even, that's just top three life moments. Yes. Like that, And like, I would say number two is that I like own a house with a pool. Like oh, I can't, I literally said that today. Like my, my partner was outside while I was swinging my lap and I like came to the side of the pool and I was like, I own a house. I grew up and I bought a house with a pool. I, I, and I have a dog. These are the two things that all I wanted in life, JVN, was a dog in a pool. <laughs> All I ever wanted was like a shit fuck ton of animals. Like I just yes. wanted like so many and like, you know, I could always only ever, and they always liked everybody else in my family better. And now I just have like all these animals and like, you know, me and my husband feed them. So they like us. You know, there's these life moments that happen and you're like, this is not even career. This is like in the, in the lifetime intimate portrait of Amanda that's you know, gonna be there it's gonna be there and you know it's gonna be lifetime intimate portrait i, I want to see your lifetime intimate i want to see it too is that it's like behind the, the music or is that like when they like re-dramatize your life and it's like a lifetime movie of your life because i love i don't know what's wrong with me intimate portrait is more so like they that's when they interview people like mm. it has like you know why it's, can't it's, we it's do helps. both let's do both oh, there let's you do. go exactly really, we need more of the intimate portrait like now but then in like 20 years maybe like that would be a gorgeous like anthology like i mean 
listen, all the work that I'm working on right now and that I'm like putting together and pitching and selling is the last 40 years of my life, like different pockets. So there's like me and my mom. And then there's like Amanda Seals is difficult, which is just about like the journey of me realizing like, you know, some people don't like me and I don't know why the fuck it is, but I need to figure it out because they're making me not like me. But that's like everything. That's one of my other favorite things you ever said was, um, yeah, I am difficult. Difficult to lie to. Difficult to fuck with. Difficult to. What was like? There was like the screw over. Yeah, like yeah, all of those things. And I said that to while. my dad. I I fucking ripped that quote from your Instagram. I said that shit. He I, the I literally and I and then someone said that to me professionally and then but in that sense because it wasn't in private. I like had to quote you because it was like you know public. I was I had to grade it was you. I was like in the words of Amanda Seals, honey. I yes, I am difficult. I'm difficult to fucking lie to. I'm difficult to fuck over. Yeah. So, People want you to just receive their bullshit. Like people want you to receive their bullshit so graciously, so peacefully, like so silently. And I'm just like, and if you don't do that, then you're difficult. Like I remember going to a photo shoot and I got to the shoot and the clothes were like, they were just really bad. Like they weren't good. And she only had like two shirts. And I was like, so are there any other options? Like, and I know that I was so conscious of my tone because I knew that I'm about to challenge a scenario that is going to be difficult for the other person. And she just caught this big attitude and I was there by myself. And she was like, you know, I don't understand what the problem is. And I was like, well, I mean, I'd explain what the problem is. So is there any way, like, is, what are our options in terms of, like, solutions? You got a bag of clothes in your trunk. You got but a sweater like, you can steam. What's going is on? It, what's, like, what can we do? And she was like, I mean, I just don't even like your whole energy right now. And I was like, I, there's other people in the room. And I was like, am I, what am I, I'm, what am I doing wrong here? And what, and you know what it was? She was like, I mean, I shouldn't even be hearing this from you. I should be hearing this from your publicist. And I was like, well, I'm not sure why that would matter. Like, my publicist isn't here and I'm here. So would you have preferred that I called my publicist, like stepped outside, called my publicist and then had her call you? Yes. And I'm like, well, who's being difficult now? Like that to Uh me is difficult. Like we're physically standing in the same room, two feet from each other, but you would prefer me call someone who is on another coast to talk to you because that would serve your ego better. You you would receive that better. Uh, That's, and so, you know, it's, it's really... It took me a while to to get to understanding when I'm being difficult and when I sh- like when I should give a fuck and when I'm I'm not being difficult. I'm just being Amanda. Correct me if I'm wrong. Is that when like after something happens, we're like, yeah, duh, like I was right. But then other times afterwards, we'd be like, maybe I should have taken a little off the fastball because we because because sometimes that happens to be like three hours later that I'm like. Yeah. Now I gotta send an email or like apologize yes. or something. Yes, yes, yes. You're like, fuck it, I'm a good person, so I can't just let this ride. Shit. Now I gotta fucking damn it, accountability. God damn it, these morals. Cause most people, I feel like, you know, they'll write it off as like, I'm human, I make mistakes. I feel like I can push it for like four hours. If it's really agreed, like I feel like I can push it for like four hours like 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 when it happens i'll be like well i'm just not gonna tell anybody and then about, like, 
And then like, and then like 30 minutes later, I'm like, well, I'm just going to tell my therapist. And then like an hour later, I'm like, well, if I tell her, she's going to make me talk to somebody else. She's going to make me like Why fix it with the, the person. Why are we the same? Why are we the same? And then like, and then about like, I'm like, mm, I just won't tell her. I'll be fine. I've, it's fine. And then like, whereas I'm like, you know, honestly, it's just easier if I'm really not feeling good about this. I'm just, it's just it, ultimately like, I know I'm going to need to go back and so I just do it. And then I end up telling everybody because yeah. it's part of the therapy that I'm like revealing to everybody. Like, so this happened and then this happened and then you know, I had to do this. And so, you know, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You know, I, it's, I really, um, I really just feel like a lot of this like journey and path of being difficult and whatnot is also in my case attributed to like being a black woman and being in spaces where um, like there's already preconceived notions about what I'm going to say and how I'm going to say it before I even open my mouth. And then my name used to be Amanda Diva. And so when my name was Amanda Diva, like I found out that literally just by my name being Amanda Diva, people were already like, oh, wow, she's going to give us hell. <laughs> and it was like, so I have this like albatross around my neck because people think I'm walking in like fucking uh, Norma Desmond. And I'm just going to be like, uh, I don't know why I'm frightened. I know my way around here. Like, this not what's going to happen. Like, I'm not Maria Callas. Like, relax. I'm taking like a hard left because I just realized that we only have 10 minutes left. So like, um, I've just been thinking this like a million times that I didn't get to it. I feel like you didn't have your partner when we met. And I feel like I am so happy for you. No, I, I really, it's just like, mm, yes. You know, he's my college sweetheart. What? Yeah, it's like a full love story. And then it just, because you guys were babies and then you had to like find out about the ways of the world. And then he slipped into your DMs. I, no, I literally no. one night just texted him, like literally 1237 at night was like, send me your Instagram. We hadn't talked in five years. We'd had a falling out. We had been friends, but we had a falling out. We hadn't talked in five years. And one night I just sent him a DM and was like, send me your Instagram. And then by 7.30 a.m. the next morning, we, well, well, he called me. Like he sent me the Instagram and then I like looked at the Instagram. You're like, like, oh, mm. look, he looks really good. I was like, okay, fine. So he has a daughter. He has a BMW. I see he's grown. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was like, well... Not the and BMW. I texted him. I like texted him and was like, because he had called me in June. And I was like, why did you call me in June? He was like, oh, I just wanted to see how you were doing. Bullshit. And I was like, fine, whatever. And then like two hours later, I was like, fuck that. And I was like, you know what? I don't even understand why you would just contact me and not keep it real with me. You know, we had a fallout five years ago. That I like went off on the text and he called me. And I was like, why are you calling me? And so then we had like a full argument and then we hung up. And then he called me back and I was like, why are you calling me back? And he's like, because I promised myself that if we ever, that if you ever spoke to me again, I would never let you stop speaking to me again. Uh, I'm soaking <laughs> wet. I'm, I'm a puddle on the ground. I can't. Oh my God. That's the hottest and so thing I've ever we were heard able about. to like have like a combo combo. And then we fell asleep on the phone. And then the next morning he called me and I was like, so what are we doing? Like literally when he called me, I was like, what are we doing? Because I'm not able to just like be your home girl. He's like, well, I guess we go together then. I was like, so, all right. So now we go together and that's how it's been. And I didn't know that he had been living nine minutes away from me for three years. Uh, 
Okay, also, I don't know, like, what this means about me, but, like, whenever someone gets a hot partner and I get really happy for them, and then they tell me this story, and I'm, like, married and happy now, so this is just, like, my muscle memory from, like, when I wanted to find a man. When I would hear the story, like, I almost, like, I felt my body wanted to do it. I want to, like, go in and, like, lift my tits up. Like, I do... Like I don't like I want to like like when I hear the story. I have a thing like, where I like hold my tit. I'm just like oh. I just like I just want to be like really like out if, in case someone is like hearing the story when I'm hearing the story. Because I was like hearing other people's love story makes me glow or something. I don't know. We got to uh, uh, no. We're not okay. Wait four minutes, six minutes. Oh my god. Okay. okay wait. Then the other thing I was gonna say was you didn't ask, but I just had to say, and I know I said it too in your DMs this one day. I am obsessed with this natural hair color so yeah. hardcore now. Like, you are blonde for the longest. Now I've thought it like 87 times, like every 15 seconds, and then I don't know how I didn't mention it, but just so pretty. And if you ever want to go light again, like, you know, obviously support you. Like, I love whatever you do. You have such pretty... But you know what's funny? I can't... I see pictures of myself with the blonde hair, and I'm like, oh, I don't even know who that is. When you post it, now I'm like, because mm, it's like your these ringlets, your texture, this shine, this fullness. Oh my God, the shine. I mean, and I was always giving me life. I mean, I was marveling at it back because I got to do your little baby here when I was doing your Yeah. And gave this a, you're, I'm just like, I just want to say slow clap for the man, slow clap for the hair. It's working for me so hard. Now we have to talk about gymnastics for the last five minutes. Yes, we do. I want to go to Gold Over America. I need to figure it out. Uh, you're vaccinated, you're flirty, you're thriving. You obviously have to go yeah. to Gold Over America. It's like yeah. literally, Simone did the damn thing. She like assembled, like, I mean, to get Chelsea Memel genius, like, I mean, that literally gets everybody in our age bracket that's like, well, now I have to go. Now I have to go. Like, now I can't not go. Do you follow like anything gymnastics on Instagram? And like, do you follow like the, the gym webs on the Instagram? Yes, I do. Oh, yes. Okay. So if any of you guys are like fucking not getting your life together and like aren't processing the grief and trauma of the world through your like fandom of gymnastics like I do. And I was so excited that she got invited to world camp, but then she was like, oh, like my bars just like aren't, like I just really want to be prepared when I get Ooh, invited. Chelsea? Yes. So they invited her to come. I know. And she said no. Which, you know, I guess I love a boundary and everything, but like, but I guess it's like what you were saying. She just realistically knew as like a fucking individual all around champion. She was like, my skills just aren't where I want them to be right now. But I watch her. She's, she's not there. Oh, on beam, it felt nice at nationals. And that double your chinko was nice. If she was Irish or like, if she was Irish or, or she's not. I, and that's the thing. And problem. she's also, and I think also it's about consistency for her because she, I walk. I mean, I follow Chelsea Memel's page. Like she responds to my so DMs. Like yeah, I follow. I'm obsessed. Her. I'm so obsessed with her. Yeah, yeah. I think that it, it really shocked her, like to come back to competition and like she didn't. She was like the first day was good, but then yeah. it was like, oh, like I don't like this did not land well the second day, and like the and like there's a stamina that you need to have for that, and I think that she she was saying about her bar skills. Um, I think that she's just like, I don't want to go places and be a mascot. I want to go places and be a contender. Yes. And she just did. So she's, but I feel like she could still do it. Like just give me one. I mean, cause I mean, it's like she's on a time clock. If you're back at 32, you can like, I feel like she's got a few more years to come like back. I feel, I feel like, like she could be on a world team. I feel like she could be on a world team again. Like she doesn't have the star value though. Like her, I really like her, her bar routine right now. Okay, but let's think about but let's think about beam. But even her beam, she's giving 
you in Arabian, but she's, she, she's working on connections, but like she doesn't have the connections that she needs for the start value. Like I just saw her do um, an Arabian to a back, an Arabian backhand spring front aerial. Ooh. Right. Then I saw her do Arabian backhand spring piked Arabian. That her back answering step out piped Arabian, that would be the memo. If she got that on beam, no one's that it would that back answering step out piped Arabian is the prettiest thing I've Thank ever you. seen. So I think in her mind, it's like it's not good enough for me to just like come back and do like the skills I was doing. I need to come back and like be Better. up to par with these girls. And she could do it. She could. So we're thinking, yes, it could, just not right now. She needs like another year or two of training with her cute and I dad. If she'd be a specialist. I like, think that's what that's what I'm smelling. I'm like because she could do a bar. I mean, on bars, like I see her, you know, she's stalling all the way through. Like she's giving you, I see her working like. She needs just, she just needs to get her like. And yes. What's it called when you, it's like, isn't it like a pack salto when you go from high bar to low bar? Yes. In between the bar. Yeah. And then she needs to go back when you're really, when you to, go back up. But the question, like. So then there's like variants. Like she could do that like in a basic way and which is just like a Shapashnikova, which is just a free hip and go back up. Or she yeah. could do a Maloney and put With her toes twist. on there. And she could oh. do a Kamova. You know what I mean? Like, which is the stalder into it. What's the one with the half twist that's, back up? I think that's a Kamova one or a Kamova two. It's very confusing. Oh, that Kamova, she had multiple things. I didn't realize she was like killing it so hard in 2011 and 2012. I had no idea. It's true. Was I sleeping on Kamova? <laughs> top three favorite gymnasts. Top three favorite gymnasts. And then we have to go because it's been an hour unless we're going to talk about gymnastics on your podcast. Which we are absolutely going to do. Yes. Well, maybe that's just what we use as a driver. So if you guys are just like, if your whistle is wetted and you were just like, oh shit, like they just were about to talk about gymnastics, but now they have to go over to Gorgeous Small Doses hosted by Amanda Seals. Well, then that's what your truth is. So walk your little baby fingers over to yeah. that gram. You only got to just stick your little baby just toe in the just the very shallowest depths of our gymnastics pool. So I hope you jump in. The water's great. Actually, no, I have one more thing, which is a part where I say to people like, this is the end of the podcast, this is like Yogini Recess. Is there anything we would be remiss to mention? Where can people find you? Is there anything that you just really need to, that we just need to, we really didn't even talk about. I love how much you speak to social activism and your activism and to everything that you are passionate about, which I love, which we really didn't even get to get to, but that's like a whole other hour, which is like, we can back for a second episode. I would be honored. Yeah, we have to have you back because like, there's like, when you're be a beautiful blooming onion like Amanda Seals, you can't like just go in one. There's like so many layers. <laughs> no, thank you. I would be honored. And uh, y'all can follow me at Amanda Seals on Instagram. And we just launched the Smart, Funny, and Black uh, Patreon is coming October 1st because people like my content. So we're going to be giving them more. Yay! Um, I'm excited about that. I'm excited. And we are also Smart, Funny, and Black is my show. Uh, it's basically a game show variety show that we do a live version of, which we haven't been able to do because of the pandemic, but the first one back will be October 16th at the Wilbur Theater in Boston. And yes. it is, listen, everyone is welcome. The show is for Black folks, but everyone is welcome. In terms of allies, come on through, have a good time, laugh, sing, dance, all the things. We're also at the Apollo, November 12th for the New York Comedy Festival. So very excited to actually get to be back on stage. Uh, but if you can't come out and you're not going to be in those cities, then you can catch us on Smart, Funny, and Black in the Crib is the free show that we do 
do virtually at Smart Funny and Black's YouTube. And our next one is October 1st with our Queens of the Countdown, Free from 106 and Park and Ananda from MTV fame. It's going to be Y2K fabulousness. I'm very excited. <laughs> Yes. And, and that's so exciting you to play the Apollo. It's amazing. So we did the Apollo in 2019 and I'm not even lying. At one point in the show, I levitated. Like I, the energy was so intense and palpable. I left the ground. I let, I saw my soul fly out of my body and be like, bitch, you're doing a good job, bitch. You're doing a good job. And I came back into my body. It was like, this is wild. So we are very excited to be going back to the Apollo. Um, and, you know, we, we all are in this weird time right now and people are sad and depressed and conspiracy theorists and crazy. And so, you know, we need some community. We really need some community. We really need some comedy. I love you so much. I'm so glad that you came on the show. Thank you so much. We're so grateful for you and everything you do. You've been listening to Getting Curious with me, Jonathan Van Ness. My guest this week was Amanda Seals. Amanda and I kept rolling on our conversation, and you can listen to the second half on her podcast, Small Doses. You'll find links to her work in the episode description of whatever you're listening to the show on. Our theme music is Freak by Quinn. Thank you so much to her for letting us use it. If you enjoyed our show, introduce a friend and show them how to subscribe. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at CuriousWithJVN. Our socials are running curated by Emily Bostic. And really, honeys, on our socials, we are following up on past stories. We are following up on past guests. We're following up on news, things that we're looking at, things that we're inspired by, things that we want you to know about. So follow that Curious with JVN. We love it over there. Our editor for the show is Andrew Carson. And uh, Getting Curious is produced by me, Erica Ghetto, and Emily Bosick. 